Kicking off this week's show with a very interesting individual who has definitely rise through the ranks um, of the music industry. She's a qualified journalist and was a finalist at the Asian Media Awards as well. And honestly, has worked with some great names and brands, including, of course, BBC, where she's currently hosting, Capital FM um, and many more. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Harpreet Kaur, or as many know her, DJ Harp. So welcome, Harpreet. How are you? Oh, thank you. That was a really sweet intro, by the way. <laughs> no worries. So, do you prefer being called Harpreet or DJ Harps? Like, how how does it work? <laughs> it, it's funny that you say that, actually, because um, a lot of people get very confused though when they meet me. But um, I'd like to refer to myself as just Harps now. It's simple, um, <laughs> and everybody knows me as that now. So let's stick to Harps. Nice, got it. Okay, Harps. Um, okay, so I mean, girls in movement is all about uh, kind of talking about individual stories um, and then eventually the goal of Girls in Movement is to connect these kind of stories, this this advice and influence to individuals um, kind of in, in countries where they don't have access to this information etc. So this conversation will also be kind of broadcasted on the Girls in Movement social media etc. So yeah um, it's a really informal conversation. Um, I'm really excited to kind of talk to you today. Oh, perfect. I mean, it's always nice to speak to anyone that's kind of interested in your journey because I feel women really need to empower one another. So I'm all for it. <laughs> Great. It's a good way to start. So I, I think it'd be really nice for you to kind of introduce yourself, I suppose, properly and kind of it'd be nice to understand your background and to, I suppose, the journey to where you are today, really. Um, It's a long journey, if I'm honest. Uh, and it's there still is a long way to go I don't think I've reached my end goal um this stuff really does take time but if I was to start right from the beginning um let's talk uh when I was around 16 in college um I was a bit of a lost child didn't really know what I want to do um you know people would ask so what do you want to be when you're older you know what kind of things you want to do at uni um and I was a bit blank I was very confused what kind of field I fit it into if that makes sense yeah um but I knew what my personality was about I knew I was you know that loud crazy wild girl uh who never stops talking <laughs> which is obviously why I work for radio um <laughs> and it was more about just enjoying myself so once I started looking at degrees at uni you know just going through this list as everybody does and I came across media studies and under that it just said radio and tv so I thought you know what let's just give it a shot it's not something I've always wanted to do but we'll try it um I went on to do uh the course in Leeds uh, my undergrad and it was honestly one of the best decisions I'd ever made because I uh, that's where I feel and I found myself that's where I realized actually this is what I want to do um I managed to get a lot of hands-on experience um, I worked in local radio, uh, started off as work experience, but they kept me on. Um, so I did a bit of community um, radio, uh, which then led on to six years. Uh, you know, they kept me on after work experience, but I decided to stay there for six years without getting paid. So it was voluntary, wow. but 
I realized that's what my passion was, you know, that that's what I really lived and breathed. And I thought, this is what I really want to do with myself. Um, but the next chapter in my life was after I graduated and I didn't have a job, you know, and they always have this thing of, yeah, you know, a guaranteed job at the end of it. But if I'm really honest, I really struggled like a lot. Mm. All I had was this community radio show and that was it. Um, so I chose to do my postgrad. So I went on to do broadcast journalism. I think the course was for about eight, nine months off the top of my head. I can't remember, just under a year. Um, and gained a lot more experience. It was a lot more hands-on. Um, finished the course, still no job. Um, it was a very, very, very difficult part of my life. Um, I remember dipping in and out of horrible emotions, thinking, should I just give up now? You know, what was the point of me going to uni? Why did I do my postgrad? I'm not going to get anywhere. Um, you know, maybe my dream's just a dream. Yeah, and that's when I picked myself up and thought, actually, I need to do something about this now. I can't just spend every day feeling sorry for myself because that's what that's what I was doing initially—just sympathising with myself—and yeah. that doesn't get you anywhere, you know. Um, so I turned to things like DJing. Um, I live and breathe music. Those that know me know I don't go anywhere without it. Um, and DJing was just a hobby. So, you know, I had a lot of mutual friends around me during uni time that were DJs. So I was fortunate enough to learn from them, um, you know, picked it up and didn't realize how much of a demand there was for female DJs because um, there's not many. Um, so I started getting a lot of gigs, you know, got booked for a lot of ladies events, a lot of weddings, parties, birthdays, and it was great. Enjoyed it while it lasted. And I started doing things to really um, build up my own portfolio just using tools that I knew I could use like social media yeah. um I you know, started up my own YouTube channel tried to uh have interviews with my network that I'd built over the years with my community yeah. radio show um and you know so I started putting out videos like that I tried to do basically everything I could just for people to kind of know who I was yeah. um and Fortunately, I think it is a little bit of luck, to be fair. Um, I did post a lot on social media, but it happened to get picked up by uh, Nihal, who yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. Yeah. Part of the BBC Asian Network, now works for Five Live. Um, but at the time, he also had a Radio 1 show. Um, and it was his last show. I still remember it was his final show on Radio 1. And he dropped me a tweet saying... Yeah. I have to follow you stuff, you know, I hear you're a DJ, would you mind uh, making a mix for my final Radio 1 show? I couldn't believe it. I honestly kept thinking, <laughs> yeah. I just, I had to double check that this guy had a blue tape mix for the girl. <laughs> 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 just to make sure it's actually in the hall yeah. and I'm not just being fobbed off here. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I honestly felt like a catfish situation, I'm not going to lie. It was too good to be true um but yeah so it turned out to be real uh we had a little chat I made the mix it went out on his radio one show and I still remember the feeling of knowing that wow my mix has just got played on the radio and that being on radio one you know one of the biggest stations in the world um and that's definitely a highlight in my career but chapter three or whatever chapter we're on now um I decided to freelance uh in in the news uh field that was only because i reached out to some more of my um 
mentors and uh, lecturers at uni who had these connections and I thought listen I need a bit more help in radio I think this is what I want to do yeah. and they managed to get me you know some connections with Capital with TFM in Newcastle um, I've done bits for 2BR in um, Accrington um, a couple of different radio stations where I was a news reporter and a news reader wow. and I freelanced for about I read a freelance for about four years mm. um but if I'm again if I'm honest I'm, I am like an open book I don't keep this stuff to myself I absolutely hated it yeah. it was not for me um I don't live and breathe news right. it's not something <laughs> I could you know it's not something I could wake up to every single day yeah. and enjoy yeah um I traveled a lot you know up and down the country um and at that age like 22 23 you know I'm not earning a lot so to be traveling and you know petrol and finding a place to stay and all of that it 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 was a difficult time um and shifts would never come that often Mm. so I could be working for I don't know two weeks and then there'd be a six month gap you know what do you do in those six months yeah yeah You, you don't even know what to do with yourself you know, sometimes I was lucky enough to get three months in a row of shifts and then I'd stop again for another six months. So that's what, it wasn't consistent. Mm. I never had, you know, um, uh, consistent money coming in. I wasn't very stable, but I wasn't very happy. Right. And I spent far too long uh, just dealing with it. Right. And I think that's the biggest lesson in my life is, dealing with it like you should never have to deal with anything you should just get up and do what you want to do and I spent too many years doing that you know four years is a long time of being unhappy in something that you're not right um so as well as freelancing obviously I kept the stuff on the side I was still DJing I was still doing my voluntary show you know I was still trying to put these YouTube videos out and blogs and whatever it was and um I then get picked up again uh four years later some random person never heard of this person before drops me a message on Facebook and says do you want to put yourself forward for the Asian media awards oh wow I had I had no idea what these awards were (laughs) I had never heard of them in my life um I did a quick google search as you do yeah and all I could see were these huge huge names in these categories like I don't know Ross Kemp was up for one you know people from Emmerdale are there and all these massive uh TV presenters are there and I'm thinking why is this person asking me to go for the Asian media one yeah yeah I have their mistake on me for someone else uh that's honestly what my response was I was I'm really confused why you're asking me to be a part of this yeah you know I think you've got the wrong person here um and he said no 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 no. we've got a category for outstanding young journalist of the year which you could probably fit in for you know you've done a lot of journalism I've followed your journey you've done this 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 you know I think you should put yourself forward honestly again I thought about 10 times over it and I just thought no there's no way I'm going to get this look at the kind of people that are on there the caliber is like you know extreme Who's gonna know some random girl from Huddersfield of what she does? <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of blessed that I have good friends around me that encourage me to go for it. Yeah. And when I mean go for it, I applied ten to twelve midnight. Right. Like 
10 to 12. It was 10 minutes left for this deadline. Wow, oh my God. And I rushed this application and I still remember it. And I honestly couldn't be bothered. I was like, oh my God, you know, I've got to fill in all these. You know, when you get them big sections <laughs> in applications and you've got to write a paragraph, it was that kind of thing. Puts you off straight away. And they're going, oh, yeah, literally. Um, so I'm filling it out. Okay, I've gone for it. I did happen to get shortlisted. I got down to the final four. Again, shocked. No idea this was going to happen to me. Um, I attended the ceremony and this is where my life changed, if I'm really honest. And um, this is where a huge, it was a huge turning point for me. Um, it wasn't just meeting the people that were there. It was, and it wasn't that I didn't win. I, I didn't win the award, but I feel like I walked out winning a lot, lot more. Yeah, yeah. And that's because of the connections that I made. And, you know, there was one thing that was supposed to happen that night. And that was, Nihal happened to spot me on this evening, came over, had a little chat. Yeah. He grabbed me by the wrist and he said, perhaps I need to introduce you to someone, come with me. Wow. And I thought, okay. <laughs> Went with him and he takes me to this guy. And we're talking and he's like, oh, this is hot. Da, 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 da. I have no idea, by the way, who this person is that I'm speaking to at this moment in time. I'm just having a conversation. And he's like, oh, I follow your stuff on social media. Yeah, you know, you do this, you do that. Here's my card. Let's keep in touch. You know, I'll drop you an email and yeah. we'll catch up properly. And as soon as he handed me the card, I thought, he must be a serious person if he's saying I'll get in touch. Yeah. yeah. I walked off, you will never believe. I read at the bottom of this card, um, editor of BBC Asian Network. And I thought, <laughs> Amazing. I can't believe I was speaking to such a huge guy. I had no idea. So the first thing, you know what I did, right? I went on Twitter because the guy said he's following me on Twitter. Yeah. I wasn't even following him back. So that's the first thing I did. <laughs> love it oh god so embarrassing <laughs> yes i was like um this is awkward oh, <laughs> um i followed him back and again i went into a lower point in my life because he did not get in touch with me for six months oh my god <laughs> and uh, during these six months i smashed things in my room i have never flipped as much as I did in those six months I gave my family a very hard time um you know the thing is coming from an Asian background it's very hard for females to be in this industry as it is yeah um so just to convince my parents that this is what I want to do I want to stay in media yeah and to be fair so many years have gone by my mum and dad were like look why don't you just look for another job yeah. you know why don't you you know work in the family business and I stuck to my guns for what five six years going no 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 I'm going to do this one day. I'm going to do this. Something will happen. I'm going to make it happen. Mm. And this this point, those six months, I'm not going to lie, again, they were very difficult because I kept thinking, I bet he says this to everyone. You know, I bet he's going to get in touch with these people. Yeah. He's, not going to, he's not going to get in touch. But he did six months later. He dropped me an email and said, come down, let's have a chat. Went down, went for a chat, ended up going, uh, well, ended up going back for a pilot. I was in Morocco about a month after that and I get a call saying, Hearts, would you like to be the weekend breakfast presenter? Oh my god. <laughs> just couldn't believe it. I was speechless. I did not know what to say. I think I honestly did go quiet for about five minutes on the phone, just going, What? Wow, that's absolutely <laughs> Is this actually happening? And it all just took on from there. So I do feel like I have worked 
my absolute backside off to get here. Um, you know, I know what it's like to go through a struggle and dark times and people telling you you can't do this, you yeah. can't get there, you know, it's it's too much of a big dream. Um, dreams are honestly not that big unless you really put your mind to it. And I think with me, it's just been persistence. It's something I've always wanted to do and I've just not given up. Obviously, there's been times where I've wanted to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm not perfect in going, no, 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 I've never felt like giving up. I've I've had numerous times in my life where I've sat down and thought, that's it. Mm-hmm. Not, I just give up. You know, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to try. I've cried a lot. You know, I'm a bit weak like that. <laughs> I'm an emotional wreck. I've cried a lot thinking, I'm never going to be this person. I'm never going to do that. You know, maybe I just don't have the skills or maybe I'm not good enough. And you constantly knock yourself down. But sometimes you've just got to ride the ride and eventually you'll reach that point. It will pay out. It will. And apologies for this extra long story. No, this is right. Keep it short as I can. (laughs) Keep it short as I can. Um, So, yeah, now I'm on the BBC Asian Network. So it's incredible. And I'm not waking up people um on community radio anymore you know i'm talking and waking <laughs> people up on the national platform and that's like the world yeah it's, so it's, it's absolutely it's amazing i mean to go from where you were um like you say a community radio to the bbc it's just phenomenal and i'm i bet you're so yeah. glad that you kind of stuck at it because i mean if you did oh gosh it, yeah you'd be noticed to to be in the category for the Asian in the Asian Media Awards, and then obviously that wouldn't have led to the conversation. 100%. So yeah, no, it's it's amazing, an amazing story as well. I mean, what's your like? Obviously, you were saying at the start of the conversation, what's your kind of ultimate dream, kind of end goal, or where you'd sit up and say this is an achievement? Because I think, I mean, reaching the BBC is a huge achievement um, in itself. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do get asked this question a lot actually and it's a bit hard to answer because I feel with the journey that I've had yeah um, and I'm talking for me you know I can only talk for me anyway I'm not saying this about anybody else but I feel my journey's been such a long hard struggle that I've learned to keep an open mind and I don't want to tell myself that this is an end goal I don't want to be thinking this is where I want to be and once I reach it that's it yeah. Um, I feel like there's never an end goal. I feel there's so much more you can keep achieving. There's so much more to explore. You know, that this world is so big, never mind the career or the industry. Like there's so much to do. And I I feel like, you know, I'm absolutely grateful I've got to where I am. Um it's it's still a surreal feeling. I can't believe I'm still working you know, in that building, you know, just walking through them doors. <laughs> I feel blessed every single time I walk through them doors because I've dreamt of that, you know, every time yeah. I've seen the building since I was younger and, you know, lo- listening and looking up to these presenters that I'm now sharing seats with. Yeah, amazing. That's an incredible feeling. So I do know that I've I've got very far, yeah. but I try not to tell myself that this is it. You yeah. know, this is my life now because I don't want this to be my life forever. You know, there's so many other things that I want to try, I want to do, mm-hmm. and hopefully I'll achieve at some point. Um, I can't really say what my end goal is because I don't feel there's ever an end, but I'd love to explore uh, maybe TV. You yeah. Know? I'd like to go down other branches. I don't know. I just feel like I need to take whatever comes my way. And if something happens to pop up, whatever the opportunity may, may be. Yeah. 
I will want to have it with both hands. I don't think I have an end goal, but what I can say is I don't stop here. I'm, I still want to go further. I think it's really good as well. I mean, I think a lot of people just kind of get comfortable and, and they yeah. kind of, I think me personally, when I get to a certain point, I think I know that, okay, now that I've kind of ticked this off my list, I know that there's so much more. And I think every time you kind of get to a certain step, yeah. you just see that there's so many more opportunities which lie kind of above there that is. Um, which is really yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely so I mean do you do kind of your DJ stuff still or or not anymore or um I've, I wouldn't say I've quit completely I've not really stopped I have put it at a standstill for quite a while I think it's been about eight months now and that's only because I've been focusing too much on my presenting side of things you know I'm focusing on my radio and um now being weekday breakfast presenter well obviously there is pressure you know you're on weekday breakfast it's yeah. a pretty big deal exactly. um but I feel like I've had to put my time and effort and focus on that a little bit more and put the DJ to a side so it's not that I don't want to do it I honestly feel I don't have the time for it right now it's I can't dedicate too much time to my DJ I love it though you know I've been doing it for years um and I do you know I do still get approached by people you know for bookings which is great um, but sometimes I do have to just kind of be like, I don't want to let people down by saying, yeah, 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 I'll be there. Yeah. But if I'm juggling five, ten other things at the same time, that's just being unfair to your client, you know. So I just feel I need to, to just take a break from it for a bit um, and not be so hard on with bookings after bookings. So I will take on the odd one here and there maybe. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say I've let go of it completely. It is still there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Though. I mean, it's it's a passion. You enjoy it so definitely when you can. It's always a good thing yeah. to have in your back pocket. I mean, just on like the music industry. Of course, you're that's your kind of the industry and the world you live in. Do you think there's enough diversity in the music industry at the moment? Um, it's a tough one. I think we are getting better. At that I think diversity is improving because when I first first started out I don't think there was much diversity in the music industry to be honest um but I do think as time goes on there will be more it's the thing is it's very hard to break barriers in this industry yeah. um it's not it's not an easy thing to do I think you know people really need to push themselves in order to get out there or it's not going to happen you won't get diversity if people don't really want it you know mm. um and I think stuff like that really just does come down to yourself if you really want something you've got to push the barriers so I do think it's improving I think there's definitely more diversity now than there was before yeah and I just hope it continues really because yeah. we need that we need more of it yeah 100% and I think kind of what you say as well I think it is really down to the individual um it's funny because even is, yeah. when you look at sports and stuff um my dad always says oh there's like there's not enough Asian individuals who play football for example and then I always say to him yeah you loved football but you, your dad told you that you can't play it but you, you didn't turn around and say no I will you just kind of there you go yeah I feel like it's all well and good you can kind of say there's not enough diversity but I completely think that there needs to be I think I think the older we get and the more kind of uh I think we've left a couple of generations behind and I think we're now in a place where we've got access to so many like different resources so people like yourself can influence a younger generation and sort of say look mm -hmm being in the media industry is, is going to be tough and I guarantee there's not a lot of people in your family who can give you advice around it but 
if you keep pushing you can't yeah. do something um, which I think is really important yeah it's exactly that yeah exactly that I definitely believe it comes down to an individual um because it's all right like you said it's all right for anyone to say these things but doing it is completely different you know if you really want that you just got to push for it and it can happen so yeah good um okay so what's been the sort of highlights for this year then harps and what's exciting that's coming up in 2018 um so i think the biggest highlight for me this year is um becoming a weekday breakfast presenter and it I feel like I'm reliving my life in the fast lane now because I've been on the BBC for almost two years doing weekend breakfast present, uh, presenting and now shifting to weekday is a massive change. It's a huge change. Um, it's not something that comes that quickly in a lot of people's careers, uh, especially at this stage and when we've been so young. Um, but I think it's kind of come at the perfect time as well because I want to be doing this whilst I'm young. Um, you know so I can branch into other things as I get older mm-hmm. um, so I think that's definitely one of the biggest highlights I never thought I'd be weekday breakfast presenter on any station yeah. let alone the Asian network um, <laughs> at this age so I think I have now I do realize that actually I've achieved quite a lot yeah. um, for the age that I'm at and you know I'm only 27 and I feel to get this far and have so much under my belt now I realize actually I have done quite a bit but there's been times in my life where I've thought I haven't really done much yeah. or you know <laughs> where am I going where have I got to but you only feel like that because yeah you tell you kind of just put yourself in a bubble and tell yourself you know you're not good enough for something because you haven't got what you wanted but yeah. really you have worked hard you do have a lot under your belt you've done a lot more than you think you have mm-hmm. it just takes something big to realize that mm-hmm. um so yeah, that's the biggest highlight of this year. 2018, I have no idea. I, <laughs> Like I said, I keep an open mind and if something comes my way, it will happen. I don't like making too many uh, plans. You know, I don't like really writing things down going, right, this is going to happen or that's right. going to happen because I just feel life doesn't work to a plan. And I had six years of writing a plan and it never happened. <laughs> plans for me do not work. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, Just on a couple of last questions. This is just a a quick one. What was the last track you listened to? (laughs) What was the last track? iTunes. I think it was, uh, I was, where was I now? I've always got my music on. I'm just trying to remember what the last one was. Oh, it was, I was listening to a Chris Brown track called Pills and Potions. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was the last song of it. <laughs> and okay, if you could yeah. give yourself, uh, your younger self, any advice, what would it be? Um, it would be never, ever, ever deal with it. Um, never feel like you've got to put up with what you've got and just get on with it. Because I've done that for far too long. I spent five to six years telling myself it was all right carry on being unhappy and doing the things that I was doing when really you can just get you know you can get up fix yourself and tell yourself by looking in the mirror actually I can do a lot more and you don't need other people to do this stuff for you like I decided to use the tools that I had access to and the biggest tool I had was social media and I cannot express to you how much it's helped me like if I had known that sooner and you know told myself that this was going to make a big difference and actually utilize it I don't think it would have taken me this long Mm. to get where I am and be happy so I think 
never feel like you know what you're doing is you know where you're going to be forever don't ever sit there going yeah this is my life now because it's not and anyone can make the change so I think if I could tell myself anything it would be don't long it out just do something about it yeah exactly. do you think um just on the social media note do you think social media mm-hmm. helped you in terms of connections or was it putting your name out there which a bit of both actually to be honest um definitely in terms of putting myself out there because um during my, my time at uni I think it was only Facebook and Twitter as time went on you know there was Instagram there was Snapchat there was all this other stuff and that's when I realized why am I not using this stuff you know try it there's so many people on it but I, I can't I don't think I can think of anyone that's not on any sort of social media you know so everyone's using it in some sort of a way so if that's the way for people to get to know who you are that's what you've got to do and obviously it takes a bit of time you can't just put one post up on Facebook and think you're you know a star tomorrow it doesn't work like that um but what I mean is just for people to understand what I was about yeah. I had to use that platform. So social media definitely helped me in that way. In terms of network, 100%. Again, when I was in community radio, um, you know, which I did for six years, um, they never helped you get guests or things like that. You had to do it yourself, wow. you know. And I used to do a Pongra show on that. Um, that. I used to tweet, you know, all the songs I was playing. And, you know, eventually all these artists would click on that their music's getting played on this station because I was tweeting about it. And just little, little things like that, you know, then I'd message them and be like, hey, you know, would you like to come on for an interview? And it works. For me, it works. I can't say it's going to work for everyone, but you've got to try. And I built up a huge network before I joined the BBC, you know, so I'm fortunate that I have very good relationships and bonds with many people in the industry now because I'd already worked on it before I got here. Yeah. And it just helps so much. Again, that's through social media. I, I you know, I, I never had these people's direct mobile numbers you know it was messaging them on twitter you know sliding into the dms you've got to do it <laughs> well leverage the power of social media <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly well thank you so much um i mean it's been a great conversation and like really insightful and in how you get in, how you kind of got into the media industry and obviously it's a challenging journey i mean we've had a couple of individuals who have had a, i suppose a similar path really and and the whole idea of the getting into the media industry is hard that's what everyone's outlook is but it is really bloody hard like it's it's not that easy it is it is but it's worth it when you kind of get to that when you have that moment where you walk through the bbc doors i mean that's what makes you get up every morning so it's all worth it it's it's oh yeah a hundred percent it's always worth it you know there's always light at the end of the tunnel you've just got to keep going and believe in yourself because the minute you lose belief in yourself like if you lose that belief it's gone yeah like it will just take forever and it will literally take you forever you've got to have the confidence in telling yourself I am good at this and I'm gonna do it and that's the only way you get somewhere I've learned that I spent far too long telling myself I was not you know good enough for something but really deep down if you really want it anything can happen so you'll go love it well thank you so much i mean everyone who's listening thank you uh for tuning in and of course this will be live on uh itunes it will be on the you can download as a, as a podcast and of course you can uh listen on youtube it'll be over our social media um i'll also put harps's details of twitter instagram and every other bit of social media that she has and of course connect with her and oh thank you um thank you Harps. you've been amazing and thanks everyone who's listening Thank you.